so where did the improv start and the script end? I don't know. Welcome to Apprentice Plus, a podcast about apprentice life at Triad Stage. I'm your host, Andy, the Props Apprentice. I'm Catherine, the Stage Management and Production Management Apprentice. I'm Sarah, the Costume Shop and Wardrobe Apprentice. I'm Marie, the Carpentry Apprentice. I'm Keaton, the Artistic Apprentice. How has your week been? That's pretty good. I'm yeah. pretty hyped. I got Catherine and Sarah into watching Big Brother. Yes. And now I'm really excited because it's one of my favorite TV shows. It's fun. I enjoyed. We watched like six, six episodes, episodes last of, night. Uh, wait. Season sixteen, Big Brother. Oh, I was about to say. I I don't know what the plan is for this summer uh, with the pandemic going on. So oh. that's exciting to hear. I'm I'm a fan as well. I've I've missed out on the last couple seasons, but is sixteen the one with um uh Beast Mode Cowboy and uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not, he's Ariana Grande's brother. Yeah, Frankie, Frankie Grande. Uh, that I that that's a there's a that's Frankie a good Grande. Yeah, right. it, so the show marks him as a YouTube personality. Um, oh, but he it. I looked at his wiki page. It looks like he's done a couple of things here and there since then. So. How it's much do cool. their parents hate him? To name one child, Ariana, you know, so elegant and beautiful, and then Frankie, you're Frankie. <laughs> Speaking of competitive reality TV, uh, I watched the season finale of Survivor Winners at War last night. Nice. Uh, I have been very excited for this season. I've been hoping for it for years and years and years. Uh, it's an all-champions edition of former winners from the show, and um, won't spoil anything for anyone still catching up, but uh, I felt like the finale really delivered. I'm still riding that high. So today we're going to talk about how Triad Stage formats their tech week and I'll talk a little bit about the rehearsal process also so you guys get a little insight on how we run things here. Our rehearsal process begins with a uh, read-through and this is open to the public. The Triad Stage, one of our values is welcoming community and we are very um, passionate about letting people into our process and uh, having an understanding of the work that goes into our productions. Uh, and sometimes these read-throughs are on the uh, stage of the Pearl Theater, uh, our facility on Elm Street in downtown Greensboro. And sometimes uh, we go out into the community. Um, for instance, when we did Two Wolves and a Lamb um, this past season, uh, that read-through was at the Greensboro Historical Museum, um, also downtown. And uh, it's a really great way to um, connect with people in the community and uh, provide a, a welcoming atmosphere for old friends to reconnect and new faces if we have some uh, new artists to our theater uh, to get to know uh, what we're about. Um, so everybody who is sort of involved in the production side of, of creating a show are during this time at the shop doing their own thing and they'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but Keaton is I think for the most part in all of the productions we did this year or this season was in the rehearsal room every single day being a rock star. And uh, I, depending on if I was an ASM, obviously I was in the rehearsal room. And then if I wasn't an ASM for the show, then I was helping Katie in the office with production management stuff for that show. Yeah, I was in the rehearsal room for the productions. Uh, with the holiday shows, this past season we did 
uh, our annual Christmas Carol in Winston-Salem, and we also did It's a Wonderful Life, a live radio play uh, in Greensboro. And so uh, I was an assistant director on Christmas Carol and a dramaturg on um, Wonderful Life, which meant that I was split between both of those rehearsal rooms. Um, a standard rehearsal process at Triad Stage is three weeks, including tech week. Um, and then we also have some rehearsals during the week of previews, um, during the day before the night shows. Um, however, uh, that can change. Like I said, that's just the standard. Um, oftentimes musicals get another week. Um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, which is uh, a very, very massive play, uh, three acts, had an extra week of rehearsal at the start of our season. And that leads into our tech week, which is a little bit different from other traditional theaters because we format our tech schedules like they do at Yale School of Drama, which does a lot of weird, different things with how they go about their tech process. Uh, so based off of what Andy just said about our tech week style, um, the production side of things is working uh, on the show, obviously, while they're in rehearsal. We don't actually see the show or the actors. I don't see the actors outside of uh, fittings until designer run when the whole production team comes together and the actors put on a wonderful rehearsal for us straight, you know, it's like a stumble through straight through the whole thing. And we just take notes. We follow along in the script. We take times for quick changes, um, work with stage management on any concerns in terms of spacing. And we do that up in the Sloan rehearsal hall. So it's a smaller space. So it's always interesting seeing actors transfer um, their props and their blocking from the Sloan rehearsal area into the Pearl Theater and how that affects the change dur during Tech Week. Um, I don't know if it's intentionally designed for this, but the way we do Tech Week here, I feel uh, provides more time for that adjustment for the actors and for the director and to make any necessary blocking changes without being too rushed. Yeah, um, directors can account for it um, in the rehearsal room, but uh, because our theater is a thrust and has uh, a unique setup. Uh, an off, uh, a frequent part of going down into the pearl for tech is uh, checking sight lines and making sure that um, we have a, a effective staging um, no matter where someone's sitting in our house. And what's also really interesting about the design run is for a prop standpoint, we work with stage management throughout the rehearsal process and they'll give us different notes or different added on props and half the time when I like read these notes I'm like why ever would they need that and then being able to see the show all the way through it all of a sudden makes sense on like why certain things were added and why things were taken away so it's really interesting in that aspect to see it finally come together almost in a sense. A designer run uh, is at the end of the rehearsal process in our rehearsal hall um, but before the transition down into the Pearl for tech. And it involves designers coming. Uh, if they're from out of town, they've flown in. Um, and also uh, staff members can come, um, technicians. And people come together and, and see where the show's at so that we can um, brainstorm together about um, uh, probabilities going into uh, tech week and make sure that we have a plan for how to start off the next part of the process most effectively. And that usually happens the Sunday night before we start tech on a Tuesday. So there's designer run Sunday, equity day off, and then we start tech on Tuesday. And then for 
me, after I see the designer run, that's usually when we have our big push to move all the props from the rehearsal hall down into the theater. And what's really convenient is we have a nice giant elevator that is um, that connects from the stage floor to the rehearsal hall. So all we have to do is put all of our props into the elevator, take it all the way down to the stage, and it's one of the easiest load-ins I've ever done. I really enjoy that night because it's not just props having to do that. It's like everybody who has shown up to the designer run grabs something and takes it downstairs. It's like a big team effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's one of the like first times as the like whole production before we get into tech that we're all like working together to do something, which I think is really unique about Triad Stage because a lot of the time they would just be like great, this is Prop's job, so we're going to let Prop's deal with it. But it's very much like a collaborative effort. And I think a part of that reason it happens is the show's fresh in people's minds, and a lot of times it's the designers and crew's first time to see the set. So after they take the props down, it, it's common for the designers to kind of caucus in the middle of the set and look around and be like, oh, can I store this set piece here? Can I store this prop here? Where's a good place for the costume yeah. changes to happen? The initial conversation is already starting. And they, they already start thinking about it during that equity day off, so they have more of a battle plan when they come in on Tuesday. Yeah, and of course there are models. People have seen the, the set model before, but um, it's and have seen costume sketches. But um, for the people that have just seen models of things, it's an, it can be a really enlightening experience seeing something in, in person for the first time. Well, I think even for stage management, who's been in the building the whole time, like we haven't been able to see it all you know, fully put together how much space we have. Like, it's a big night for stage management, too, because, like, for instance, with Dracula, we had so much furniture and zero backstage space. And we were like, how are we going to fit 700 million pieces of furniture in the little space that we have? So that was a good night for us, too, while everyone else was walking around figuring out their thing. Stage management was like, okay, if we turn the chair 90 degrees and shove it up under the stairs maybe it'll work <laughs> i think this is a good uh way to to segue into a little bit of the load-in process um so during those two weeks of rehearsal um the carpentry team is um at the pearl and um we have a um 16 foot box truck uh which i know we've mentioned before yeah and we're loading in the set during those two weeks sometimes we have three weeks, um, but it is it does culminate into being prepared for that first rehearsal. And I'll get a little more into uh, how we're involved in Tech Week. Yeah, and also on that Monday, that's the equity day off, that's also when lighting focus happens. So that's our master electrician, and he has... Uh, electrician over hires and they're there to help focus with the lighting designer and that's usually when the set is mostly in so the lighting designer could see everything and they can make sure that everything is lit properly before that first day of tech rehearsal oh yeah that's a good point to mention over hires um same thing with carpentry it's usually loaded and striped when over hires are um, put on the job so the way that Triad Stage structures tech, uh, like Keaton said, is is uh, based off of how, or maybe Andy said it. Andy said it's it's based off of how uh, 
Yale structures their, their tech. So we do two weeks of tech. The first week we start on a Tuesday, and then we have our first preview on Sunday. Then we have an equity day off on Monday, and then we run previews Tuesday and then through Friday, and then on Friday we open. So um, there's a week of just straight tech, and then there's a week of tech in the morning, previews at night. Uh, over those two weeks, we typically have two 10 out of 12s, uh, which for those of you who don't know, means you work 10 of 10 hours of a 12 hour day. So if we start at noon, we end at midnight mm -hmm. and that's a 12 hour day, but we work 10 of those 10 hours out of that 12 hour day because we take a dinner break, mm -hmm. a two hour dinner break, mm -hmm. often from five to seven, yeah. somewhere around there. So, um, then there's always the option for a third and our equity members have to, um, to vote on whether or not we do a third 10 out of 12. But sometimes that can mean that we do three 10 out of 12s in a row, which can be exhausting, but is also really fun because everyone, everyone kind of resigns themselves to the idea that like, we're here for three days straight, might as well, you know, make the best out of it. So it's, it's a really long process, um, especially during that, that second week of tech, because we typically, we do tech from noon to five take a break and then have a preview at like seven or seven thirty. Um, so it's, it's really, it's a really long time, but it allows for the uh, designers and the director and honestly, everyone in the room to be really collaborative and, and to be a part of the process from, from start to finish. And what I find really interesting is on that first day of tech, one of the first things they do is they get into costumes, they get into hair and makeup, and they do tech in costume from the very beginning all the way up until opening. Yeah, that was something that I didn't realize Triad did up until I came here. We always had tech like um, we had Q to Q, we had Stumble Through, and we added on the technical elements in layers mm -hmm. until first rehearsal and then in the the tech process, the most re dress rehearsals I ever had was I think three, but it was typically two dress rehearsals and costumes were always the last technical element to be added and we would just work around where the set had already placed themselves. Triad, it's all the icing on the cake all at once. Yeah. Um, it's set figuring stuff out at the same time costumes are figuring stuff out. There are pros and cons to both uh, systems and I think a pro to Triad system is for costumes anyway, we don't have to work around where set set pieces have already been placed. We can go up to stage management and be like, hey, I know you put it here for now, but could you also consider putting it over here so that I have room for this quick change? That kind of collaboration is a little bit more open in this tech process because we're all figuring it out together and I'm not coming in late to the game. Yeah, there's collaboration abounds during, during our tech process, not just among uh, design team and director and stage manager, but also the actors. Um, actors are able to have these really um, direct, in-depth conversations with designers about the characters and the world of the play. And um, it, it really feels like this, to me, it feels like this um, uh, exciting, beautiful sandbox where um, we have all these possibilities in front of us. That being said, there are a couple of cons. <laughs> One of them being, uh, since 
fame elements like lighting and sound or set transitions or costume quick changes haven't been set in stone yet, it's not uncommon to call a hold for 30, 40 minutes while a light cue or a sound cue is being repeatedly adjusted to make it right. I, I think that's part of the beauty of the system, though, is that it allows, like, we, we may be in hold for 15 minutes or so, or, or, you know, however long, building a light cue, but the sound designer is also in on that conversation, and the costume designer is in on that conversation, and, like, it's, it's really unique in that no matter what area of design someone is in, they're all having a conversation about the entirety like the big picture and not just their one area of design and it's it's really fun to watch that happen because you don't really get that anywhere else you know there's a lot more overlap between different designer elements here it's Mm -hmm. really awesome to see that i think during um wonderful life our set designer had some really good insight in terms of the uh the sounds and the foley art and it was cool to see that his knowledge, because um, he's a very established designer, be brought into a different element. And the mm-hmm. sound designer there being all like, oh, that's really interesting. Let's work together on these things. Yeah. I, When we were ever in a hold, I had always seen at least two designers talking during that hold and figuring out something. So it was, it really was very collaborative. I really enjoy it. Uh, I really enjoy the style on the stage management side of things because it pushed me more than I've ever been pushed before. Like as, as a, an assistant stage manager, you run backstage, you're the one, you know, making sure that the crew knows where they're going and that kind of thing. Um, and typically in, in a regular tech process, that is stressful within itself. But with this style of tech, there's so many different things happening at the exact same time. Costumes is happening, lighting and sound is happening, scene changes are happening, and it all changes. Like every aspect of the design can change so quickly and you have to completely, you go, you go back to your crew and you're like, okay, everything that I just told you is wrong. We're now gonna do this, 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 and this. And it pushed me so much to like, to, to think six or seven steps ahead and know that, like, after this, we're also going to be thinking about this, and then after that, we're thinking about something else. And, like, I think that's been really valuable for me because it kind of trained me to be thinking forward and forward and forward. So my experience with tech is a little different or a lot different, really. Um, I, I don't have as much involvement in tech except for the moments that I was a part of crew or filling in for crew then I did get to see some more of the in-depth tech experience um otherwise I am just coming in at dinner notes for um adjustments that need to be made so and also something I want to take this as an opportunity to mention uh how hard the technical director works during tech week um because our day at the shop still during tech week starts at 9 a.m and she is there and then she leaves us at some point to join tech week and usually while she's sitting in tech week she's also working on drafting and of course she's working on the show at hand and then dinner break the one break that everyone in tech week should receive 
she is is her time to be uh, working on the set. So uh, it's it's really all consuming and and sleep depriving. Um, and she's certainly like the hardest and smartest working person I've ever met. Um, anyway, so so we usually will. Uh, so the master carpenter and I, the car other carpenter and myself, um, would take turns coming in at dinner break, which is usually uh, half an, an hour and a half to two hours, um, to make any adjustments or additions or things that need to happen or look different. And yeah. Sorry. Yeah, because what's interesting about scenery with Kathy is for lighting and sound, those are things that can happen that not necessarily affect everyone in the actors in a super time-consuming way. But with scenery, it's one of those things where it's like something that might come up during tech, maybe the only way to make it work is to make it unsafe at any moment which you can't really do with actors on stage. So you have to wait for those times to where they're not in the space to be able to do those and make it safe for them to come back to. Right, that is a really good way to put it and, and why it does become like extra long and taxing in that regard. There are some times actually where no notes are needed. So um, we get the time off too and the TV can take a, a little bit of a break for once um and we also have on our, our very after our very last right before first preview we also strike all the tech tables and get everything cleaned up to be ready for our very first audience and yes marie started saying something really interesting about our tech tables i really like our setup for tech um which they probably do this in other theaters but this is just unique to our theater and how, because we're a thrust, we have tables that go over the seats that are set up all over the theater, which is a little interesting because you can look over and see all the different people working because where props and scenery is placed, we're up in the gallery seating. So we're able to look down and see everyone working, which is really interesting to see all of their like heads in different ways right I think um, when talking in the past uh, Sarah Catherine and I have talked about this and being used to like when we were in undergrad yes tech tables were a thing but not everybody had a tech table and uh, but this is a, a system that is is definitely really efficient it better you know to have a table for people to get their work done so yeah, well, another thing of praise for our tech table system is um, in previous places, you know, the stage manager and the director would have a tech table and that was it. Um, but since Triad has tech tables for each designer and they're always in the same location, if there were guest designers in town and I didn't know their faces yet, I could just look for the table and know who was who just based off of where they were sitting. And that was very helpful for the times when I would have to run up and find a designer and be like, hey, I have to ask this question or, you know, here's something concerning you. It kind of helped me save a little bit of time and be more efficient. That's true because, especially in my position, I wasn't as familiar with who each designer was, but I could just go to a tech rehearsal and be like, ah, that must be the lighting designer because they're at that tech table, so. Yeah, so while Marie was mainly working in the shop during tech week and coming back and forth, 
I was mainly in the theater, uh, depending on the workload for that show, I would either be up at the prop tech table watching tech and making sure no notes happen during the process, or if there were notes that I could be working on while they were teching something else, I would be in our baby shop, which is right outside of the theater, and I would be working on things in there. And I was close enough uh, to hear things if anything came up, and I would be able to run in and help uh, assist the props master in any things that would come up. Yeah, that was helpful as well. Um, since, you know, the scenic has the baby shop in the theater, we in costumes have a wardrobe room um, located right beside the dressing rooms and the office floor. And that wardrobe room is stocked with a machine and iron and all the equipment we need, not only for repairs, but for alterations. So while most of the costume notes had to be handled prior to the following rehearsal the next day, um, there were a handful of times when the the designer might want us to swap out the buttons or uh, replace some ribbon and smaller things like that. Um, the costume shop supervisor or the assistant, whoever was there that day, would just grab it and go up there and be able to work on notes while the designer stayed in the house and would give me any additional notes that I could pass along as, as we worked out the, the changes and the transitions. Um, so when I wasn't an ASM on a production, I was assisting Katie with production management stuff. Um, there's a table set up for production management in the top seat section of the seating. And uh, Katie and I would sit there uh, and just be available and and ready to help answer any questions. Or, or I often had to go on errands and, and go purchase things for tech. And um, yeah. What was really interesting about Virginia Woolf, which was our first show, was it was a little bit lighter of a show production-wise, not necessarily actor-wise, because that is a giant show for actors. But for technicians and for our design of the show, it was a little bit lighter. And because that was still my second week being at Triad Stage, it was really nice because that's when Catherine and I really got to connect we would sit up in first section and we would just watch everything and get to know each other and talk about the process. So that's when Catherine and I really started to connect. I also tried Flaming Hot Cheetos for the first time that week, so <laughs> it's a good experience for me. My tech process uh, can be varied um, with new play processes, um, such as Two Wolves and a Lamb, or Dracula as well, which, although the theater had done it before the script was being revised for our 2019 production, um, one of my responsibilities was distributing uh, new pages, not just to the actors, but to the design team, um, stage management, the director, um, and making sure that as those changes were coming, um, that everyone was on the same page. Um, and I also uh, sometimes would take notes for a director, um, check on sight lines, act as a liaison, um, between different people um, if a message needed to be relayed. And uh, also took care of um, bits of research that were requested. Yeah, it was always funny. At the very beginning of almost every tech day, we would see Keaton running around to all the different designers with his <laughs> stack of uh, script changes and would just hand them out to everyone. It was always really an amusing thing to watch. 
Well, tech is such a, um, even at the beginning of tech, people can be in different places. And so, yeah, it was that, that task of tracking down everyone. <laughs> so I guess I could use this as an opportunity to also talk about the crew experience, since that's something that I was able to do a couple of times. And also, I think it's definitely worth mentioning because the biggest piece of advice that I can give to going into theater, no matter what your concentration area is, is just to show up, be, let them know who you are, and be available for those jobs that they need. So the reason that I mentioned that is, and, and I have seen several times that people that were on run crew at Triad ended up getting auditions for future shows, they um, ended up getting promoted and having full-time or part-time positions within the company. So it can serve as a really great opportunity to get your foot in the door. In fact, before the pandemic, uh, my plan for after this was to move to Minneapolis and do freelance work. And I literally just thought in my head, it's like, man, between like doing overhire work and run crew, like being actually a, being a person available for run crew, I, I could probably get a lot of work and then maybe like add a waitressing job on top of that. So um, Triad and pretty much every professional theater you can think of will really struggle to find run crew. And it becomes, once you've been on run crew, that becomes really clear. As previously mentioned, like uh, there are uh, 12 hour days and that is just not very conducive to most people doing a temporary job. So some of the people that I worked with on Run Crew were one, college students. So they had to miss a number of class, classes with professors that didn't necessarily understand why they had to miss and why that this would be good for their future careers in, in theater. Because, um, and, and, you know, maybe you can miss a class or two, but to miss a, a whole bunch. And plus, uh, you know, we, we're not talking about performances today, but they would, for student matinees, they would also have to miss classes. So it becomes a really huge time commitment and, and it can really, and also you don't have a lot of time to do homework. I also knew someone from Run Crew who was working as a bartender and his boss was not very happy with him with how much work that he was missing. Uh, because he was on run crew. So the one day he did have off, he had to work a 12 hour shift. So he's just, you know, for run crew, he's already working, 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 working. His other employer is mad at him. And then like the one day he gets off, he has to work all day. So it's understandable why it would be really hard to find run crew because it's a really huge time commitment for something that is not a full-time job. So that might be something to look into if you're a, once theater does happen again, if you're a recent college graduate or if you're moving to a new city um, and doing run crew and being basically being someone who's reliable and available can put you in really, really good graces with a theater company and can make really, really great connections. So and, and just to say to you, yeah, so the run crew, we work under the ASMs and we have various amount of jobs. Sometimes there are specialties like when I was on. Uh, run crew for Dracula, we had to have a blood specialist on run crew, so uh, someone who was in charge of all the blood effects. And there is often a child supervisor if there are children in the show, uh, which has a whole other set of requirements. And yeah, we work under the ASMs like Catherine. And I, I will say too, it's like there are so many times 
like there is just so much going on around you. So having the, the ASMs be so professional and clear on things was always so appreciated. I, I definitely found like everything was on top of it. And being on Run Crew was one of the most special experiences for me because we all became so close and had such a fun time together, especially on, on Dragon. That was the only one where I was Run Crew full time and wasn't just filling in. And it, even with the actors too, just like chatting and having a routine, it was a lot, but it's a lot of fun too. So after we go through our first week of straight teching our show on that sunday we'll have our first preview which is the first time we have an audience in to see the show and it's not necessarily completely done yet we still have things to work on but it's the first time hopefully we have run through the show with all of the tech elements in and just to try to see how it goes. Uh, artistically, they also use that time to get feedback from the audience to see how people respond to certain parts of the show and how just how they felt overall. Yeah. Um, although we do have uh, single-ticket buyers to our preview nights, just like we do all of our other performances, um, our previews also have um, season pass holders, just like other performances. And we have people that keep coming to these nights and they pick that as their night because they love being part of that ongoing process and conversation uh, where discoveries and comments that are made um, can be integrated um, the, the next day when we go back into rehearsal. Um, as Andy said, we start on a Sunday night. Um, Monday's the equity day off, so the actors um, uh, have time to rest. Um, and it's been mentioned that there are tech notes that are done on that Monday. Tuesday, um, usually about noon, we come back in and rehearse um and uh take a dinner break and then that night that tuesday um is what we call uh technically talking which um is a, a talk back with the director the design team of a production um and an exploration of uh, the design process for the show from early renderings um way 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 back months before to uh, those discoveries made just in the last week and it's also not uncommon to have reoccurring people who who purchase a ticket for first preview and then also come opening night because a lot of the times you really do see two different shows just because we've adjusted and changed the show technically uh maybe adjusted some of the blocking over time to find what works with the audiences the best and i i think that's a really awesome idea to be able to see a show at first preview opening and then maybe closing night the last week and just see how it's developed and evolved throughout the time yeah, for me, it was really funny. I saw the first preview of Two Wolves and a Lamb, and then because that was a new play, and there's a point in the show where there's a town hall that creates a lot of different discussion, it was really interesting to see that first discussion, that first preview, and how much that had evolved. I didn't necessarily see it on opening, but I saw it a week later, and seeing how much that show has changed because of all of the previews and all the notes they took during previews and changes that happened. So it's a really interesting thing to see it at least twice. And then as soon as opening night hits, 
uh, we can't touch the show anymore. The designers often leave after our um, opening night party. And yeah, we were given notes by stage management if something needs adjusting, but those notes are designed to be uh, to make the show as consistent as possible. We won't adjust it, we won't change it. Our times fluctuate maybe by five to 10 minutes a show, but they're pretty stable barring any major technical failings that we couldn't prevent. Um, or, you know, maybe an audience is held longer at, uh, at opening or something. Yeah, uh, so, so like a, a costume piece might get a repair, but it's not going to get redesigned. Exactly. The yeah. designers can't touch the show after the show's open. The director doesn't really touch the show. Uh, it's left to the stage manager to keep it consistent and the crew to keep it uh, consistent and repaired and safe for the actors. So that kind of wraps up our discussion about Tech Week and the, our preview section of the process of Pride Stage Productions. But before we go, we have our fun fact from Zometer Keaton. Hey everyone, uh, because we've been talking about our, our tech process and design process, uh, I wanted to mention um, that this past year, um, we brought back our annual production of A Christmas Carol to the Haynes Brands Theater in Winston-Salem. And one thing that was particularly exciting this year is we got a brand new costume design for the production from Grace McEwen. And uh, although we've been doing this show um, going back to 2010, um, these new costumes brought so much um, to, to our production and our tech process was filled with um, finding the right look and uh, integrating all these wonderful elements um, with this new ingredient that had been brought um, so wonderfully to the table. And so the, it's really neat that even when something's remounted, there, is, there can be something new, um, whether it's new actors, new discoveries that returning people have made, um, a remount of a production is still its own uh, living, breathing thing that is a, a, a brand new piece of theater. Well, Thank you guys for joining us for Apprentice Plus. If you want to keep up to date with everything going on at Triad Stage, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember, we're now out on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, make sure to leave a comment on our post. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye! Bye.